Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, we're talking with Dr. Mimi Guaneri. She is a board certified, she's board certified in cardiovascular disease, internal medicine, nuclear cardiology, and integrative holistic medicine. She is the author of 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential, which we're discussing today. So, Dr. Guaneri, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. So, what inspired you to write this book? You know, I, um, I've i been practicing cardiology for over 20 years now, and I think of all the uh, diseases, if you might, I don't like the term, cardiovascular disease has been proven to be totally preventable. And I see patients every day in my practice, literally from all over the world, uh, and they have the same questions over and over again. Could I be having a food sensitivity? What does stress have to do with it? You know, what's the best way for me to eat? How can I get better sleep? What about meditation? So I decided with the 108 pearls to really give people a step-by-step guide for what they may need. And I also decided to focus on raising the level of awareness for people between the health of the planet and human health so that people can understand, wow, there is a connection between, you know, having BPA in my cans and illness or having mercury and illness or having bad air and illness. You know, air pollution kills close to 800 million people a year, which is crazy when you think about it. So it's really to uh, wake people up, to take control of their own health, because they're not going to get this from most conventionally trained physicians. Well, you know, that was what exactly what I was thinking when I read your book, and especially for, um, you know, a surgeon, um, it's very different, the things that you talk about, which often get ignored in conventional medicine, and which I talk about all the time on, on this show, um, that we just need to take a step back and look at things that are actually quite simple that can change our lives. Exactly, and what people don't realize is, you know, we're we're just being bombarded with information. People are being bombarded with information. Eat this, don't eat that. Uh, but there are some basics where everybody can take control of their health today. It doesn't have to be uh, a big, uh, crazy plan. Or everybody can start taking steps toward literally taking steps toward eating. Uh, nutritious foods, you know, we are, North America is overfed and undernourished, and I think you know what I mean by that. Yes, I do. Um, so in your book, I mean, it's called uh, 108 Pearls of Wisdom. What does that mean? Well, 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential uh, is the, the, the 108 comes from the uh, Buddhist prayer beads, the mala. Because when you concentrate and you become mindful, whether it's through a rosary or through um, prayer beads of any type, as you go from bead to bead, you're usually doing a prayer or making a saying a mantra, which is a sacred word. Uh, and as you're doing that, you're literally uh, focusing your mind on the prayer or on the mantra, so you're not in what I like to call... Um, uh, monkey mind, right? Everybody, you know, monkey mind is that, gee, I'm going to jump. It's like a monkey goes from branch to branch. We go from a worry from the past, a worry for the future. Oh, I have to pick up the kids. Oh, I have to buy the groceries. Oh, the, the, you know, the drain is stuffed. You know, our mind is just all over the place. And so this is a, so the prayer beat in general is a way to focus us. And so I chose that sort of as the metaphor. And the pearl, of course, you know, my center in La Jolla is called Pacific Pearl La Jolla. The pearl uh, is a gemstone that is really made out of pain and suffering. Uh, you know, a, an oyster gets irritated with a piece of sand. It tries to heal itself, heal itself. 
uh, creating this healing balm, literally, within the oyster shell, and you end up with this beautiful pearl. So uh, we are pearls, and we, we love to call all of the people who come uh, to Pacific Pearl La Jolla pearls because we're all in the process of transforming. Whatever it is, for some people it's their physical body, for some people it's their emotional body, for some people it's spiritual. Everyone is on a journey, and that's why it's called 108 Pearls. I love the the analogy of the oyster. I mean, I, I believe that um, illness or discomfort or whatever we're experiencing is, is just a sign that something's not working right and we need to reassess our lives and ourselves so that we can um, work on whatever's going on and make it better. And, you know, as the oyster does, make a pearl out of uh, what's, whatever is going on. That's exa- that's you got it. That's exactly uh, why the name is what it is. So, um, how would you define optimal health? I mean, one one thing I know that this probably happens a lot with heart disease is people say, "Well, I'm healthy," or "I was healthy," and then this kind of took me by surprise. So, how I mean, how do we define that so that we don't end up, you know, with uh, heart disease or or going down a path of illness? Right. So uh, first, you know, I like to think about it this way, Rebecca. I don't know if you'll like this analogy or not, but I always like to think about it as a tree because I love nature. I love plants. I love trees. And if a tree is healthy and it's producing beautiful fruit, it's probably because the soil is good. It's getting enough air and it's getting the type of sunshine that it needs. I mean, that's a very simple concept. So I like to think of a human being in the same way. Uh, what is our soil made of? You know, when I talk to my uh, patients, I say, you know, you have all these labels. Doctors are great at giving you labels, diabetes, fatty liver, heart disease, uh, dementia, memory loss, all arthritis, depression, all these labels. I say, so let's think of those labels as sick fruit on your tree, of fruit that needs help. You know, in, in conventional medicine, we typically go up, we label it, right? We name it. Oh, your knee hurts? Oh, that's arthritis. So we name it, we blame it, and then we tame it, usually with a drug. Oh, here's, here's the uh, pill for your arthritis. Here's the pill for your diabetes. Here's the pill for your uh, high cholesterol. Here's the pill for your high blood pressure. So it's the name it, blame it, tame it game. And the deep question that we ask in the pearls, which doesn't go on in conventional medicine, is why is someone diabetic? Why is someone uh, have? Why does someone have high blood pressure? Why does some? Why is someone losing their memory? You know what's going on? Why is someone gaining weight? What is happening in their life, in their soil? And so when you walk through the pearls, you're going to see. Uh, all of the pieces that make up our beautiful human soil, our micro and macro nutrition, the type of air we're breathing, the uh, type of fluids we're drinking. Are we drinking water out of plastic bottles? Are we drinking water that's unfiltered? Are we drinking soda and alcohol and fruit juice? You know, so what? So micro and macro nutrition, physical activity. Are we moving? Are we out? Are we gardening? Are we walking? Are we planting? What are we doing? Uh, Are we staying active? Uh, Are we sleeping well at night? Sleep is a very big issue for many, many people that I see, and that's why in the 108 Pearls I talk about sleep and and make some suggestions uh, that go beyond just, oh, take a sleeping pill. And then our emotional well-being. Are we depressed? Are we angry? Uh, do we have some forgiveness work to do? Um, and then, of course, who is our community? Who is our tribe? Who do we connect to? Not only, you know, spiritually, with our friends, with our partners. You know, where do we go uh, for a confidant? Where do we gain our support? You know, so when you think about the soil, it's about all of these components, not just one. So, for example, if someone has high blood pressure, the first thing we'll say is, what are you eating, right? Um, We see people come in with high blood pressure on multiple medications who will say, oh, you know, they're eating 10,000 grams of sodium, milligrams of sodium a day. All we have to do is change their diet and their blood pressure improves. 
you know, for every kilogram of weight you lose, your blood pressure goes down 1.6 millimeters of mercury. So lifestyle is powerful medicine. Stress raises your blood pressure. You know, people in the early days, I've been doing this for 20 years, the early days, my colleagues would say, well, well, what does stress have to do with it? It has everything to do with it. You know, stress causes high blood pressure, causes diabetes, it puts weight on in your midline. The list is endless. And so we have to put programs into place and lifestyle change into place uh, that can impact each of those health challenges. So um, we'll start at the beginning so we can um, talk about as much as that as we can. I think it's all really important. Um, One of the main things you talk about this in the beginning of your book is inflammation. And can you just let us know what that means and what people can do about it? Right. So you picked a big one, Becca. I know. (laughs) Well, it's important because we, we think, Uh, You know, I practice integrative functional medicine, so we think uh, systemically. We don't think in silos. What does that mean? If you go to the cardiologist, they think about the heart. The psychiatrist thinks about your depression and your anxiety. The gastroenterologist thinks about your gut. The gynecologist about, you know, your OBGYN issues. We don't think that way. I don't think that way. We are a system. We are a system of integrated parts that all work together. So uh, when we talk about something like inflammation, I just want to mention that inflammation is the final common pathway for most of the diseases that people are suffering from. What do I mean? Inflammation is linked to heart disease. Inflammation is linked to dementia. Inflammation is linked to some of the obvious things like arthritis. So the more uh, inflammation we have, the sicker, quite frankly, we get. Now you have to ask, well, what causes inflammation? And for some people, inflammation can just be caused by carrying extra weight in their midline. You know, just having extra weight in the midline produces what's called inflammatory cytokines, proteins that just cause inflammation. Having a leak, what we call leaky gut, um, a GI tract that's not working. And we see this in my practice, which is why I devoted so many pages to 108 pearls uh, on the elimination diet and gut restoration. How do we fix the gut when it has a problem because we can't absorb our nutrients, food gets exposed to the blood, we end up producing antibodies to uh, food elements, and that leads to more inflammation. And so the foods we eat, sugar, is a big producer of inflammation, whereas something like sardines or wild salmon is anti-inflammatory. So sugar and simple carbohydrates, those big cookies, those big muffins, white rice, cereal, cereal bars, all of that leads to inflammation. And then there are some people that have food sensitivities. They eat a food and, you know, within 48 hours they say my joints hurt or I have gas and bloating or I have memory, you know, I have brain fog, I can't think clearly. And those are foods like dairy, corn, soy, another big one next to dairy is gluten. And then for some people, it's eggs or tree nuts and even citrus. And there's a way to do the elimination diet, which is in 108 pearls, to sort of sort through, okay, how can I figure out what's going on with me? And we can also do it through uh, medical tests. So when When you think about inflammation, you have to think about food. You have to think about the environment, uh, what kind of uh, pollutants and toxins we're exposed to. For example, uh, mercury is very high in the air in certain parts um, of North America, so uh, which leads to inflammation. Infections lead to inflammation, chronic infections, things like Epstein-Barr, which causes mononucleosis, Lyme disease, uh, and so on. So there's smoking cigarettes leads to inflammation, diabetes leads to inflammation. 
So all of these, this is just a handful of uh, some of the things that will cause inflammation. And each and every, each and every one of these, we can do something about. Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back from our break. We're talking today with Dr. Mimi Gorani. She is the author of 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential. We'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Mimi Guaneri. She's the author of 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential. So, Dr. Guaneri, before the break, we talked about inflammation. And, you know, it's a it's a long list of things that, that can cause inflammation. And I think the, the diet part, most people are familiar that foods can do that. But you talked about um, environmental things that can trigger us. And, and I don't think that's as um, talked about as much. Can you just explain? explain what that is and what that means for people? Absolutely. Um, Whenever you think of inflammation, almost think of it as the body having to react to something uh, that's considered foreign. Uh, I think that's an easy way. What is is not uh, inherently good for the human body? Uh, For some people, as we talked earlier, that could be foods, right? They have food sensitivities. And I'm not talking about food allergies, you know, like severe peanut allergies. Some people have sensitivities to food that can lead to inflammation. Uh, We mentioned weight around the midline, just having extra weight around the midline, what we call visceral adipose tissue. Its nickname is VAT, V-A-T. Uh, leads to the production of cytokines that cause inflammation. And then exercise. Exercise is very important because as we uh, begin to walk our 10,000 steps a day or bike or do interval training, whatever it is we're physically capable of, we decrease inflammation in our body unless we do ultramarathon. You know, that's a different, whole different situation. And actually, ultramarathons and things of that nature can lead to inflammation. 
So uh, then we have environmental issues, things like air pollution, uh, things like um, water that's not um, clean. I'll give you a, a, an example. I mean, if we go to, um, uh, hopefully it's not happening in North America, but if we go to a, a third world country and we get uh poisoning from the water, we immediately know we are sick and we feel like we have a bad flu, a stomach virus. I mean, that's a classic acute inflammatory reaction. Well, we might be taking in in our water things that we don't even know. And so I um, suggest that everybody takes a look at what is the quality of the water in the area where they live, particularly does it contain lead mercury or cadmium heavy metals and if it, or or if someone has well water make sure it's tested uh for heavy metals so because all of this uh will lead to inflammation in the body and uh inflammation is intimately linked to heart disease as i said so heavy metals is linked to heart disease as well as dementia and we now know that for people that have uh, memory loss, not only are we looking for the obvious things like diabetes, high insulin levels, high blood pressure, but we're also checking them for things like heavy metals, particularly lead, mercury, and cadmium. So if somebody knows that they're, this might be going on, like how do we know that's affecting us, I guess, is right. the first thing. Right. It's a great question. I mean, first of all, you need a um, health practitioner who's comfortable with assessing you for heavy metals. I mean, that's the first thing. Uh, I'm very cautious in this area because many of the people that we see have multiple problems. They have heavy metal problems, but they also have... Uh, GI problems as well, meaning gut problems. So we like to fix the gut first uh, before we even do what's called a provocation study for heavy metals. Um, so usually what that requires is a urine sample first thing in the morning and then a chelating agent by mouth, you know, one that's just in a pill form, and then we recheck the urine six hours later to see what's the body's burden of heavy metals. You can also do a spot check, but you can miss it on a spot check. Like on my routine labs, I'll always check for mercury, and sometimes it will come back very, very high. Well, if I see that, of course, I'll recheck it to be certain there's not a lab error. But then I, I uh, know that this is someone who we have to look and see, you know, how much sushi are they eating? Where is this mercury potentially coming from? And so... Uh, that's that's sort of the um, that's sort of the uh, 101 way of thinking about it. And um, so, I mean, I think that it's pretty straightforward. People will have to get help if they think that's uh, going on. Um, but one thing you talked about before the break as well um, is stress, and how does that display in the big picture? Oh, stress is a big one, Rebecca. I mean, I think when I look at all of my patients of the last 25 years or so, you know, I started as a conventional cardiologist putting in lots of stents, and then I realized, oh my goodness, heart disease is reversible and preventable, and then I started to look at how do we go from treating disease to creating health, I realized that stress is a key factor in everything because if you think about it if we're under stress you know acute there's two types right there's acute stress you just get bad news or some you know there's an earthquake or like you're going through fires we've been going through fires I mean those are acute stressors well the minute you uh, are under stress you begin to produce stress hormones and these hormones are adrenaline noradrenaline so that's like speed aldosterone and cortisol those are just a few of them and if you think about what these hormones do uh, you'll you'll have a better understanding of how stress can make you sick so if you're producing now I guess the obvious thing is if you have to go up and give a public speech and you don't like 
do public speaking, the first thing people note is, oh, my heart is pounding, right? Oh, I, I can feel my heart beating. Well, that's the effect of adrenaline. Now, um, think about the hormones all together, uh, and the body has used these hormones to save our life. That's why we have them. So you might say, yeah, why do we have these hormones? Well, if you got hit with a car and you were bleeding, your body would say, okay, constrict the vessels. Well, that would be adrenaline. Raise the blood pressure. That would, you know, that's the adrenaline. Again, uh, speed up the heart rate because we're losing blood. So we have to maintain what's called our cardiac output. That's adrenaline. Aldosterone tells the kidney, hey, conserve salt in water. We're in a medical emergency. You don't, we don't want you urinating, if possible. We want to conserve all the fluid. So there's a reason for these hormones. But then we start to live our life 24-7 under, under these kinds of conditions producing stress hormones. So what do we end up with? We end up with diabetes, high blood pressure, headaches, muscle spasm, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, weakened heart muscle. There's a whole syndrome now called broken heart syndrome uh, related to the stress hormones where people get bad news and all of a sudden uh, the heart becomes weakened because it gets flooded uh, with hormones. So uh, this is so if you go from the top of your head, people know this. Oh, I have a headache from all the stress I have. Oh, I have muscle tension. Oh, I, I'm running back and forth to the bathroom because I'm anxious. You know, what we call irritable bowel syndrome. And then the things you don't see, high blood pressure, diabetes, the coronaries constrict, people's chest pain gets worse, cholesterol goes up during stress, blood sugar goes up during stress, and that's just the physical body. You know, now think about the mental body. What happens when we're under stress? We don't make our best decisions. You know, we say things we could regret in a second. Um, we react emotionally. We don't sleep well at night. Uh, we don't think clearly. And I have had many people come to see me and say, oh, I think I have a brain tumor. I, I'm not thinking clearly. And stress is one of the key ingredients. And then the big thing uh, I see at my practice at Pacific Pearl is people whose whole adrenal stress access, which called the, you know, from the brain down, the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, that's the whole, one of the hormone systems is affected. And people come in and say, you know, I'm so fatigued in the morning, I can't get out of bed. Or I'm so wired at night, at midnight, I wake up and I'm like the ever-ready bunny in the middle of the night. And when we start to look at their stress hormones, it explains why. So what do you recommend for people when you find that they're, they're very stressed? What, what's something that can help them? Well, the first thing we do is we talk about what's going on in their life, right? It's like we can't get rid of our kids. We can't get rid of our spouses. It's not so easy, right? I mean, some of us have to go to work every day. But it's not so much the situations in our life as much as it is our reaction to those situations, and our perception to those situations. So uh, I'll give you, for instance, if the stock market goes down, some people get really anxious and, oh my God, stock market went down, I lost all this money. Somebody else might say, oh, stock market went down, I can buy more of something I couldn't afford yesterday. And someone else will say, well, I'm in it for the long run, it doesn't matter what goes down will come up. So part of it, a big piece of it is our perception because it's our perception that ultimately is going to trigger what kind of response we're going to have. So uh, I recommend that people um, do things, uh, start to pay attention to who they are. So in, in, in 108 Pearls, I talk about being an observer of your life, right? How do you react to things? You know, sort of step aside and say, okay, how does this, how does Rebecca respond in a stressful situation or how does Rebecca what is what is Rebecca's thinking 
you know, it's almost like you're, you're an observer of yourself. And you can learn a lot when you become an observer of yourself because you realize, oh, my God, I get cranky when I don't eat and I feel stressed out. Uh, I need, you know, probably I have low blood sugar or, or um, I'm reacting this way because I have too many things on my plate. Uh, or I'm getting angry because I know I can't get to all the things I have to get to. So, you, so the first thing I like people to do is be an observer of themselves. That's the, that's the first thing. And then the, the easiest thing I can teach someone is how to breathe. Right? If we want to put the body in a state of relaxation, we make the in-breath, you know, we breathe in, shorter than our out-breath. So, for example, we'll breathe in for four uh, seconds, maybe hold it for two or three seconds, and then let it out for seven seconds. And the minute you start that cycle, breathe in for four, hold it for two or three, let it out for seven, you begin to start to put the body in a state of relaxation. So that's the the simplest thing. So if you're in a meeting and you have to do a presentation, breathe, right? That's the first thing. Or you're about to say something you're going to regret in a conversation. Take a time out. You know, recognize it. Say, uh-oh, here I go. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth again. Let me take a time out and breathe. Four seconds in, seven seconds out. Because what that does is it then sends a signal up to the brain that everything's okay. And the minute the brain senses everything is okay, it releases the whole cortex of the brain, meaning we have all of, all of our thinking capability. Whereas when we're under stress and we're not breathing and the brain senses a threat, it never makes it to the cortex where we make our best decisions. It only goes to the amygdala, which says, uh-oh, this is a threat, produce more stress hormones. And this is why smart people, quite frankly, say stupid things or things that they're going to regret because they say them under emotional circumstances and they're not using their full brain, they're just going to their emotional brain. So it's very, very important uh, to learn this concept and begin to learn how you can take a time out, okay? This is, this is a stressful situation. You can be right in the room where the situation is happening and in your mind you can say, I'm taking a time out, breathe. And the minute you start breathing, you're going to start thinking clearer and you're going to be able to make the best decision uh, from a clear mind. And people are familiar with this because when I lecture, I always ask people, where do you get your best ideas? Where do you solve your problems? And they'll always tell me, oh, when I exercise. Oh, when I'm in the shower. Uh, you know, and those are the two answers that come up all the time because when you're exercising or you're taking a nice, relaxing, hot shower, all of a sudden you release your, literally release your cortex, which has been inhibited by all the stressful thinking, and you can think clearer and you can come up with a solution. And these techniques are taught very much so through a program called HeartMath, which I think is an excellent program. I have no financial anything from it, uh, but it's, it's a sort of a biofeedback and change the way you think approach uh, to stressful situations. So that, those are some things. And then uh, I love to have my patients trained in meditation. Uh, meditation is medicine. Um, research shows that 20 minutes, for example, of transcendental meditation twice a day will decrease cardiovascular events, heart attack, stroke, and sudden death, especially in people with high blood pressure, 48%. Just learning simple techniques of transcendental meditation. Mindfulness-based stress reduction, when people actually practice it every day, has been shown to improve the enzymes of longevity that your telomerase enzyme increases. So we know that meditation has a profound effect on the body. Uh, people that are of the Christian tradition, many of my patients prefer to do uh, what's called centering prayer, which, where you get a sacred word and you use that sacred word to put your body into a state of relaxation. 
So I, I talk to my patients and I look at what's going to work for them and then we come up with a plan. Exercising decreases stress. Picking a uh, sacred word to just use throughout the day. So let's, uh, I give my patients a list. They, they can pick a sacred word and I tell them when you're doing monkey mind and you're all over the place and you, you, your brain is racing, I want you to, I want you to practice what's called your mantra or your sacred word, whether it's shalom or, uh, Jesus Prince of Peace or Om Namo Narayani, whatever it is. You pick one and you play it over and over in the back of your head. And it is amazing. You can train your mind. Otherwise, the ego is just taking control and running rampant. So, so for stress, we have breathing, we have meditation, we have changing our attitude, our perception, observing ourselves, uh, going to a yoga class, uh, tai chi class. I mean, there are so many things. Dance. Dance is a wonderful stress reliever. I encourage my patients, go take a dance lesson. You know, there's, so there's so many things that we can do. Well, that, that's perfect. I think um, people can maybe do some of the breathing exercises over the break, and we're going to take that right now. We're talking today with Mimi Guaneri. We're discussing her book, 108 Pearls, to Awaken Your Healing Potential. And we'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of return to peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, we're talking with Dr. Mimi Guaneri. She's the author of 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential. So, Dr. Guaneri, we talked about stress and and everything before the break. How important is it for us to have um, healthy relationships in our lives? Well, I think uh, it is key, and I like to call it the tribe. Who is your tribe? Who are you connected to? You know, our earliest relationships are in the womb. That's the first relationship with our mom. 
and then it's with our parents and our siblings, and then from there it goes out to our friends and our colleagues, uh, and and then the families that we create. I think the most important thing to remember, um, you know, Sacha Janando is his spiritual teacher, put it beautifully. He said, the I in illness is for isolation, and the W-E in wellness is we. Um, as human beings, we uh, truly are a tribe, and where do we connect? Where do we fit in? Uh, on a personal level, who is your confidant? Who is someone you can talk to? Uh, and never have to worry about your vulnerable information being shared. So who who is your confidant? Uh, I know for me, for example, my spiritual community, my friends who um, I meditate with and uh, sing with and so on, uh, that that's an important community for me. And I often thought if I didn't have that community, I don't I don't know what I would do. Uh, that it's so it's so important in my life, and so uh, I really um, the research and the research supports this. Actually, a beautiful study was done with an MRI machine, where they looked they they called it the study's called the pain of loneliness, and what they did was they had people play like a video game, and slowly, unbeknownst to them, they were cut out of the game, which basically meant they. Uh, were not, you know, they did, they weren't able to play anymore. They couldn't interact with the other people. And what they found was that areas of the brain lit up that were the same areas where people experience physical pain. So, uh, unfortunately, we live in a culture that tends to, uh, people tend to be isolated. They're in their nuclear homes. Uh, they, some, some people don't know their neighbors. You know, and it's a little easier when you have children and you take the kids to school and you meet other parents and the kids have play dates and you meet other parents. But if you don't have kids, you know, um, it becomes a little bit harder. So uh, I encourage my patients to find their tribe, whether it's going to, like some of my patients love to do ballroom dancing. I say, just go. Go to a class. You'll find someone to dance with. Go to, you know, or go and learn uh, a language. If that's something you have a passion for, you'll meet new people in the class. Go to your spiritual community. See if you connect there. Volunteer. Uh, it's a great way to connect. So um, I encourage my patients to look at what, what is something you couldn't do when you were busy working and raising your family, you know, uh, what is something you've always wanted to do? Oh, I always wanted to learn to play the piano. By the way, dancing, piano playing, learning a new language builds new neuro circuits in the brain. It's a way to prevent dementia. So, and you meet new people. I encourage my patients to get a, get animals, particularly dogs, because uh, one, the animal is unconditional love. Uh, two, you get to walk the dog, which is good for you good for your health and when you uh, I know in my community here when I walk my dog I meet all the dog walkers you know everyone is talking everyone is uh, in contact the dog park everyone knows everyone so I, I really believe that one of the fundamental breakdowns we have had in our North American culture is that we have elderly people home alone uh, you know, with somebody visiting them once a week, if they're lucky, uh, as opposed to three-generational households, which were the norm for many cultures. I know from my Italian culture, that's how I was raised. Grandmother was in the house. Aunts and uncle were in the house. We were in the house. You know, three generations, always someone home, the oldest, you know, like my grandmother paired with the youngest, right? Uh, and... As a senior, you feel, you feel like your wisdom is being acknowledged, and you know, as opposed to becoming a senior in our culture today, where people think, oh, you know, they don't know anything. Our seniors are our wealth of wisdom, and we're not tapping into it. So, um, this this human connection, uh, I think, is fundamental uh, to our health. 
Um, well, you know, I definitely agree with you. I, I like the quote, I in illness is for isolation, because um, that's how a lot of people feel when, when they're not well. You know, if it's not cancer or a broken leg, it's a lot harder for people on the outside to understand what's happening. You know, if you're just fatigued or, um, you know, it's something that's not as obvious. And then, you know, you are completely isolated because you also can't reach out as well. Exactly. And so I invite anyone who's listening to this to um, really reach out to someone right in their neighborhood, uh, especially if it's an elderly person who doesn't get much visitors or can use help, especially in the winter with some shopping or, uh, you know, whatever it is. I think we can all be a little bit more compassionate a little bit less absorbed in our own lives where we don't pay attention to what's going on around us. Uh, I think that that's really important. Well, I I definitely agree. And, you know, um, I I hope that most people are are listening to this part because it's very difficult when you're um, trying to explain to people how important it is to work on the stress and the relationships in their lives and how much that's impacting them. And I was really happy to see that that was a big part of your book. You know, you had a small part on the physical, but you really focused on that part, um, which, which it doesn't get talked about as much as it should. Well, I think that uh, one of, again, one of the big breakdowns, imagine this, Rebecca, let's, let's dream for a second. If we had all of our seniors teaching all of our children how to read and write after school or getting uh, children that their parents are working and there's no one home, having them come somewhere where our seniors could be uh, helping them with a meal and their homework. Right, or taking them for a walk, or whatever it is, teaching them something, how to build a model, or it doesn't matter what it is. But we have this divide that's occurred, you know, a lot of families, two parents working, kids come home, uh, not a lot of support there, mom has to come home from work, prepare a meal, and then do homework, and, you know, have a bath, and that's it. And it's, and it's, you know, and it, so there's not a lot of support, and I really think there's room uh, for us to think out of the box here. Uh, you know, I agree, and it's only been recently that we have changed where, you know, we're so isolated. Like you said, we don't have the generations in our homes, and um, we don't have that that help and that wisdom and, and that, um, that tribe to, to draw in as much as we used to. Yeah, and I I invite everyone to think about who their tribe is, who their confidant is, and how can they um, reach out and even whatever it is, go and volunteer at the animal shelter a half day a week or at a children's shelter or something uh, where you can, you know, when, when when you do that, it's good for your health. It's not only good for the people you're serving, it's also good for your health, and it truly is uh, good to do good. So when we're on just on the same uh, train of thought, um, you know, one thing you, you talk about is uh, some negative thoughts, you know, being um, I'm not, I, I would say the most common would be I'm not going to get better. Why, why is this happening to me? What can somebody do to ad- recognize that and then address it? Yeah, I think the first thing, I, negative thoughts will make you sick. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, and also when we think negatively about other people, um, you know, in the beginning was the word, right? So when, if I think negatively about you or you think negatively about me, it is literally like putting an arrow into your energy field or my energy field. Um, wor- words have power and words have energy. So when we're thinking negative about people, uh, it is, it's not good for the person. It's also not good for us because we're releasing all of those negative emotions uh, and those stress hormones into our body. So uh, the first thing, again, going back to that concept of becoming an observer of yourself, 
I remember once, and I wrote about this, I was in Wisconsin, I was at a hotel, I gave a lecture, I was planning on flying out the next day, and I walked past a beautiful picture window, sort of like you have at Lake Louise, and I, uh, I saw this big snowstorm, and it was just beautiful, but its beauty wasn't my reaction. My reaction was, oh, my God, I'm never going to get out of here tomorrow. You know, I have patients scheduled. The plane's going to get delayed. I went right to the negative, and then I stopped myself. You know, I was an observer of myself. I said, look at this. Here you have this beautiful, you know, hotel. Be grateful that you're here. Uh, this, you, you know, it's nice and warm and cozy, and there's this beautiful mm. snowstorm, and everything is white. So sometimes we have to stop ourselves and shift our thinking. And so what I encourage people to do is uh, when they're having those negative thoughts, whether it's jealousy, anger, greed, whatever it is, um, and they're on their pity pot, I want them to I want people to start to breathe. I want everybody to start to breathe. The first thing you do is you take a breath and one of the heart math techniques we teach is you start to breathe in and out through your heart. You just imagine I'm breathing 5 seconds into my heart, 5 seconds out of my heart, 5 seconds in, 5 seconds out. Your body begins to relax and then as you as you start to continue breathing you think about something you love or appreciate, and that's probably going to be your newborn baby or your grandchild or your puppy, your dog, your cat, you know, something that you, or an experience of appreciation, and you start to shift your entire thinking. But you have to catch yourself. When you go to the negative, you have to say, you know, what are my blessings in this life? What am I grateful for? Because I think most of us take so much for granted uh, that, you know, simple things. Uh, I do a lot of service work with my foundation, Miraglow, in India, right? And things that we take for granted in North America, uh, in the villages that I go to, just don't exist. I mean, gratefulness for having a home, a roof over your head, food on the table, a hospital that you can go to, medicines available, uh Physicians available and health providers to treat you, kidneys that work, eyes that work, you're not blind, you're not in need of dialysis. I mean, the things that we take for granted in many, many parts of the world don't even exist. Uh, so, and, Dr. Uh, Guarneri, I'm, I'm just going to cut you off here. Um, uh-huh. I'd love to talk about this all day, but we have to close our show. So okay. is there is there any way that um, people can get a hold of you or your book? Absolutely. Um, come visit me at Pacific Pearl La Jolla or MimiGuaneriMD.com. The book is available everywhere on uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and so on, 108 Pearls to Awaken Your Healing Potential. Thank you, Rebecca. Well, perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Be sure to make uh, today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week.